Now serving B24 at DMV window number 7. Okay, Jim, we're next in line. Perfect, Jim. Things are going very smoothly. You remember the cell phone bill? Yes, and the birth certificate. Nice. We'll have a real ID in no time. That's right. Ready to fly to Carla's graduation and then the big game. Real great work, Jim. You too, Jim. Excuse me, are you talking to yourself? Now serving B25 at window number 10. That's our cue, Jim. Excuse us. Talk yourself into real ID readiness by May 3rd, 2023. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash real ID. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Do you want to break our walls down? Or do you want to destroy it? Will you go to hell? Hello everyone, it's Sunday night, it's the Fatback 4, it's episode 5, it's another fucking game that we didn't win. I'm Gav, your host, the usual lads are here, Ian, Grizz, Matt, we're all fucking pissed off to be perfectly honest with you, but look, we'll go with it anyway. Um, We're going to kick off, and the only place to kick off is that game. Ian, I'm going to come to your first immediate reaction to that game, how are you feeling? <sighs> that that's how I'm feeling. That that's like I ain't got words. Pissed off me. I, I'm cheering up a bit because I've just heard Grizz has got a rash. But apart <laughs> from that, uh, it's just I, so fucking frustrating, mate. Because I feel I feel a bit sorry. I mean, we might come on to it in a minute, but I feel a bit sorry for Klopp because the the play in the way he wants them to play in terms of the creating the chances, the set up the right way defensively, so they should be stopping the chances. But the the players uh, we've got at our disposal for one reason or another just aren't 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 doing it at the minute. So it's just so frustrating. And when you see us miss chance after chance and they zoom round to Klopp, you can just see it in his face, like what the fuck have I got to do? Do you know what I mean? And that's how you feel as a fan. You just like did anyone think we were going to score in the last 20 minutes? Because I, I didn't. Mm-mm. It's just, we don't score last-minute winners. We're a very, very weak side mentally, I think. So unless, unless we're, like, annihilating sides 3-4-0 and after 20 minutes, we seem to, like, we seem to struggle and, and we're very predictable. Matt, um, Ian said he's starting to feel sorry for Klopp. I don't feel one bit sorry for him. Yeah. Um, I know I'll... I'll get on to that later, but how are you feeling about the game? Are you down like Ian, or are you feeling sorry for people, or are you just just annoyed? Nah, it just frustrated me. It's like if you throw this game in the middle of a big run of wins or like a couple of draws and wins, it's not too bad. The fact that it's the same shit another week is what is really annoying. Do you know what I mean? It's a shy bit of defending. Uh, two centre backs there should should have picked him up. Uh, massive to blame, and then we just can't score at the other end. We get a worldie, so it's not really 
from good play. It's just a fucking worldie from Coutinho that, that does it. So it's literally just same shit over and over and over again. I, I try and stay positive. I really do. Like I'm not I'm not letting this get me down either. I still think we'll be fine. And if this is our dip, it's not really a bad little dip we're in. Um, and we've got some players come back like Lalana. But it is just it just gets serious. You want to pull your own hair out, mate. It's just the same over and over and over again every week. It does you head in. Yeah, it does. Grizz, I know you have a rash and I know you want to pop it in <laughs> in about seven to seven and a half minutes. But um we're gonna have to discuss this. Um the lads of the lads are down, the lads are a little bit upset. Um I can tell you where I stand before I tell you. I'm appalled at that performance today. Um but I want to know how you feel. Yeah, no, I feel good. I haven't got a rash. Rash is my mate. I've got a mate called Rash, and I, that's what I meant by Rash. <laughs> All right, so you bunch of okay. racists, yeah. Rash is Did my you make mate. That yeah. So anyway, that's that's the first bit out of the way. But listen, um, Ian said something, and I was nodding away in disagreement, but I couldn't say nothing because it wasn't my turn to speak. When he Hang said on, you that, were nodding in disagreement. <laughs> you don't yeah. nod in disagreement. You like, Gav, yeah. don't even <laughs> let him can. finish anything else he's going to say. Well, of course you can. Mute Why can't prick. you? Why can't you do I was that? shaking my head in agreement. You wouldn't say that, <laughs> you dickhead. You, I was nodding. I said, I didn't say shaking my he head. He had his thumbs up in disagreement. <laughs> I was wagging my finger positively. <laughs> in disagreement. So, um, so anyway, yeah. When he said it's Klopp's... Um, sorry, when he said he felt sorry for Klopp, I totally disagreed with that. I really didn't feel sorry for Klopp. That was the most frustrated I've seen Klopp. Uh, every time the camera... I mean, especially that first hour, the last hour, he was so frustrated and angry. You could see it visibly on the, on, on the, on the sidelines, absolutely getting mental and berserk. But until the last 10, 15 minutes, what did he do to change it? I found, I found it really frustrating. Do you know, it's really, at the moment, what's the wor- what, what my worst, what the most frustrating part for me is we're so predictable in terms of how the game's going to pan out. We're going to have 60 to 70% possession. The other team will have probably one to two shots on target or even off target, you know. But they will score at some point and that one or two chances will be like clear cut chances like Jocelyn like probably the slowest player on the pitch you know actually breaking through from our uh, offside failed miserable offside trap was very embarrassing to be honest with you so yeah it's it's the predictability which is frustrating which was not expected that's one thing we didn't expect our, our attack to be predictable this season. Do you remember us talking during uh, pre-season that how unpredictable our attack could possibly be? It's actually becoming very predictable now. And we made a very, very average Newcastle side look really organised and disciplined. But they're, you know, they, they're not that good at all. I, I don't think we made them look very disciplined and organised. I disagree with you there. I think... Um, their lack of rootlessness again let them off the hook. Um, I think we opened them up on a couple of occasions. But look, lads, Ian, I'll come to you again. Um, the lineup itself, and let's take the first. Let's take the first twenty minutes up until Coutinho's goal. How do you think a the lineup was, and b how do we how do you think we performed in the first up to Coutinho's goal? Let's say. Uh, I, I, 
I thought we were I thought we were proper abject today. Really, there, there was we didn't have to fizz. the fizz. The front three were as poor. Well, take storage out of it. The, the two wide men were as poor as I've seen them all season, especially on the at the same time. Do you know what I mean? They were really poor. Uh, when you know you're going to get a lot of the ball, like how much of the ball did Joe Gomez have? And he just he fires crosses in like 40 yards over it. And why isn't Trent playing? Trent's not suspended, is he? No, he was no. on the subs bench. Yeah, was he? Yeah. So I just mm. don't. If you they haven't got a left a left wing or that Atsu maybe, but I mean behave. If you can't mark Atsu, you shouldn't be in the prem anyway. But I just mm. I I wasn't. I didn't mind the lineup that much because Sturridge has got a decent record against Newcastle. Uh, Firmino's had a couple of ropey games, so you know what I mean. Take him out for a bit because even when he's playing poorly, he still works his ass off. So he needs a rest anyway. Uh, yeah, you, you can go on about Moreno or Rob, Robertson, either or. Do you know what I mean? But Moreno doesn't do too bad at times. He had a, he had a very poor game today, but it's easy to look at that in hindsight. I didn't actually mind the, the, the start on eleven. Do you know what I mean? I didn't. I didn't look at it and scream and think, "Oh, we're fucked here." But it, it was just a poor performance, really poor. And it, it, for the first time, I can imagine all season, it was quite boring. I thought quite boring. Yeah, it was. It was. It was quite pedestrian. I thought. Um, yeah, Matt. When you look at it, Matt, you see when Aldum stays in the team. Um, sorry, when Aldum comes into the team for Jean, um, Firmino drops out, Sturridge comes in. And as Ian said, it was quite abject. But I think up just before the Coutinho goal, we are showing signs of life. And we had a couple of penalty claims in the box and one or two kind of half chances and we get the goal. But um, were you happy with the lineup? I know I wasn't, but were you were you happy with the lineup and, and were you confident going into the game? Yeah, I don't mind rotating. It's what we have to do. It's what we, well, a few people had a few words to say about Klopp last season that he didn't rotate. So I don't mind a bit of rotating. Um, the the actual strike force, the three of them, they just, I don't know, they just weren't frenetic enough. <laughs> and, yes, uh, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, like, I love Studge. I really do. I love Studge. But I'm going to put it down to him. I, I'm I'm not blaming him because he's his first proper game back, but I'm going to put it down because it's not Mane his first. Sad- it's, it's not his first proper game back. It's he not. was abysmal. He played against I, Burnley the whole game. I mean, Didn't I'll let you finish game? your point. But I, sorry, yeah, sorry, I, sorry, sorry, sorry. I think he's finished. Like for us, I've said it. He might be. He it. might be. I, I, I like him. I love Studge. I hope he isn't. He might be. I'm not saying he's not. I just hope he isn't. Uh, but you don't have Mane and Salah both having a shy game like that without looking to a reason. And if Firmino's in the middle there, I don't think them two have the game they do. I think they're working hard around him. And he's just, he hasn't got the touch, he's losing balls, he's not protecting it, he's not, he's just, he's not doing what he needs to do up front. And even the half chances, because when Studge doesn't play well, he still used to score them half chances. And he's not doing that now. He had the, the one-on-one to keep her, which he hit him, he tries to make him, and a couple of others, and he just he just hasn't got it. I hope, I really do hope he comes good, but he I am blaming Studge for the reason our attack was not frenetic today. <laughs> Grizz, um, 
well, you know, the Coutinho goal is brilliant. Um, I'll let you talk about it first. But, but firstly, I want... Matt's touched on storage there and how much he likes him. Um, I thought he was... Oh, abject is not the word from today. I really thought he was that bad. But Coutinho bails us out after 20-odd minutes or so. And you're looking for us to push on then. And we just don't. We just... It's like, oh, we scored a goal and we're okay. You know, did you think when we scored that we could push on or were you still worried that, no, there's still a hell in us here? Look, Phil, Phil pulled out a rabbit out of the bag, didn't he? He does that, doesn't he? Cuts in from the left and then, boom, uh, top corner. And it was a good it was a good goal. It was a good finish. I f- I, 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 it was a strange feel to the game. Um I didn't feel ever in control. Like normally, normally we feel in, normally we're in control of a game, and then we just let it slip for a patch. This game, neither team, to be honest with you, as Ian says, it was very boring. Actually, it was one of the most boringest games I've seen like Liverpool play, been involved in. You can't blame that selection. I think it was kind of ex- expected that Stadge was going to come in. I think the way Klopp looked at it was: look, last couple of games we've created like. 58,000 chances, haven't we? All right. And he's thought, right, Bobby's not in the best of forms. Who's my, fi- who's my best finisher? So he's, he's, I'm, I'm guessing he's thought, Studge is my best finisher. If we get like just a few chances like we've been getting in the rest of the games, he's going to put one away. He might not create or he might not make the team mechanism flow as much as Firmino does in the overall game, but he will put one or two of those chances away. It didn't work. In fact, it backfired badly because, as Matt says, that that I don't think Mane and Salah were pants as well. Let's not to- totally blame it on Studge like I was on Twitter, right? Because I've got an agenda against Studge, so I was totally blaming Studge. But let's not Mane, let's not let Mane and Salah get away with it. Their touch was awful, awful. But Matt's got a great point where he says. I don't think, and I agree with Matt, I don't think uh, Mane and Salah play as poorly if Bobby was playing. I mean, Studge was honestly non-existent. In fact, the goal, I don't know if you want to reach to the goal, but the goal, once we've scored, that goal is out of nowhere. A ball is played. I think Matic plays a simple ball through to him and it kind of just hits his shin and ricochets back off. There's no pressure on him. And it just ricochets off to John Joe Shelby, who just... It was very similar to the goal we conceded against City, wasn't it? Aguero, where just one pass. I don't know who played the ball in the... Man- De Bruyne. De Bruyne had played the pass against City. It was just the same thing. Our centre-halves have got no idea about how to play offside. We know Lovren's. There's nothing up there. Matip, you know, he's not a leader. And, and, you know, it was just one simple pass straight through us. But, you know, it started from... All three of our forwards' t- touch was poor, but that crucial point, that crucial point in the game where the ball was played, and and, and we know we're set up tra- in, in transition. We're very poor when the uh, opposition. We talk about counter pressing, and our team's good at counter pressing, but if you beat our counter press, it's so easy to pierce through us, and that's exactly what happened. It was two Ian, on one. Then. Um, it was absolutely diabolical. It was, it was two on one, and I want to come to that because that. I'm fuming with him. Do you know what? I'm nearly going to gloss over Coutinho's goal because it's one of those where he gets it over his feet and he sticks it in the top corner and that's great. But I want to touch on this, Ian, and it's um, Matt's touched on storage. 
Graves has touched on Surridge. And we're going to have to speak about him. And I'm going to let you have your say. I know I'll have mine as well. Um, the thing with Sturridge is the thing. <laughs> the thing with no. The thing with Sturridge is if you watch him um, for the first half, the amount of times, like Chris said, the ball bounces off him. He tries to protect it from a player and gets easily taken out and goes to ground for some reason. And he's lying on the ground while Newcastle take the ball. Um, he's he, he's so fragile when he has the ball. He doesn't. And I think the two lads out wide. Don't trust them to hold on to the ball or supply them. And that's why they, they drifted out of the game. Having said that, they were both poor. And I thought Salah was a bit better than Mane, in fairness. But, Ian, there was one in the second half that done it for me. And it was a chipped ball through by Salah. The ball bounces. And as it's bouncing, going through on goal, Sturridge should be on it, taking control, rounding the keeper and scoring. And he bottles it. And the keeper comes out and gets hold of it. And that's the one that stood out for me. You think he's finished. And to be honest with you, I'm starting to agree with you. Is there anywhere to go from from here? Anywhere? Uh, West Ham. Okay. <laughs> uh, firstly, firstly, as far as I know, we've all had sex on this podcast, so can we stop calling him Studge? Do you know what I mean? His name's Sturridge. You fucking virgins. Yeah. But Have I called nah, him Studge? I don't think... I'm not sure you did, but the other two... Tits did, like, yeah. regularly. We, we, used uh, to we used to character limits on Twitter, aren't we? They're down, so we're just they're down with it the on. kids. Them two are down with the kids, Ian. Me and you are No, they're just downs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mate, good. he's... I, I don't know if, he, if he's... If he hasn't got confidence in his in his, in his his body anymore, you know, to make those lung-busting runs, because his pace is definitely down. His pace is about 70% of what it used to be. Uh, so, he's... He's not get. He's not getting in the positions that he should. Like a, a player of Sturridge was always on the last man, wasn't he? He was all about breaking and his pace. And like, you see him years ago when he used to. Well, not even years ago when he was like when we took Arsenal apart or whatever. And in those couple of games, you know, like two years ago, three years ago, whatever. He's always on the last shoulder. And he, he's rapid, isn't he? And it's not just how quick he is in a straight line. It's his movements across the line as well. He's always been selfish, but he. He was always like single-minded. At the moment, he either hasn't got confidence in his body, or he's just physically not up to it anymore. Uh, he, our team just doesn't function with him. It, it, like I, I can see the logic in putting him in because we're missing loads of chances. Mm. But when he's in the side, we don't create as many chances because whether Firmino's playing well or not, it's the space he creates for the wide men and the pulling of defenders around the pitch. Sturridge yeah. doesn't move. Yeah, but Ian, so, Ian, can I just put... I, I'm, not, I'm going to let you finish your point, but I'm going to put this to you. Firmino come onto the pitch, and for the, whatever amount of minutes he was on, he protected the ball, he moved it on, and we got overloads on right and left-hand side, and that didn't happen while Sturridge was on. Exactly. He, he's, he's not... He's never Sturridge has never really been a very good team player. He was a, a talented individual that you could put in a team because he would score you the goals. When, when he had his best season for us... The, the talented team player was Sturridge, it was sorry was Suarez next to him. Sturridge got a, or Studge got a lot of goals from like Virgin. Suarez's work. Do you know what I mean? Virgin. He's never he's never been known as a as a team striker, a team player. But you could get away with being a bit selfish when you because he was good, done. yeah, because he was, yeah, because he would get you goal, yeah, yeah, you could get away but with it. He's never really played well when he's off front on his own, no, has he? No, he has, he's he has only ever played well in a See, and that's and that's on Klopp, guys. That is solely on Klopp. Do you remember last season when we thought, 
oh, okay, we might have made a breakthrough here with Sturridge. And um, and that was when he played him in a tandem. And with then he Bobby, played yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we thought, okay, maybe this Well, I'll is... say Bobby in. Am I allowed to say Bobby? Is that right? Bobby's all right. I'll, t- I'll take Bob. I'll take Bobby. Okay. We, and we thought and we thought to ourselves, maybe this is how we're going to maybe this is how we're going to go into next season. And some games have this sort of uh, flexibility to our play options. But to play Sturridge up, up against two, you know, six plus defenders. Did you see how many times he was bullied off the ball? It was it was driving me like, nuts. I would like to use that as an excuse for him. I really would. But playing Mane on the left and Salah on the, on the right. They were cutting in loads, and they were supporting him. They were supporting him like like a second striker would. Do you know what I mean? So as much as I'd love to use that as an excuse, he had support there right next to him the whole game. There's there's actually a, there's an argument to say Liverpool don't play with three wide men. Liverpool plays with two forwards and a number ten because Bobby drops in and the two wide men come across us and make the runs from outside yeah. to in like strikers. So Absolutely. when 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 we're actually attacking. We're almost playing like a, a one-two up front as opposed to three spread across. So and and the key to that, Ian, is you're absolutely spot on. That's exact. And the, the way they use Firmino <laughs> is like a wall, like wall passes. You know, they play the ball into that's, him. That's and not Chris agreeing with Ian again, is it? Chris <laughs> agreeing with someone. Is it? No, but, okay. no, but it's true. Sorry, it makes a valid point. It makes a valid point because the way Firmino plays as with, with the inverted wingers. They they have confidence. How many times do we see Salah or Mane play that? You know that ball around the corner, lined into into Firmino, knowing that they're going to get a pass back or a flick on. You're just not guaranteed that with Studge, Sturridge. Well, this, Gino, this is something. Those, uh, this is something I was I was talking to my mate before about. Do you think Klopp has asked Sturge, sorry Sturridge, to play that that role and drop deep like Firmino does, thinking he no. can do it? I don't think or so. Do you think do you think Sturridge doesn't? Because if you're playing two high wingers like we do, then you you're going to want your central striker to uh, drop deep. So why wouldn't Klopp ask him to do it? Oh, well, I, I think Sturridge has been dropping deep for a couple of years because he's got he's lost his pace. Spot on. Yeah, I think I think I think, I think he's trying he'd to like compensate to play for that as a 10. pace. I, I I think if you're given the option now, I think Sturridge would like to play as a ten with a with a yeah. fast forward up with him. But, but he, he has to, doesn't he? It was a yeah. very simple tactic Newcastle had, and the tactic was, if the ball goes into storage, as soon as he takes his first touch, one of those two defensive midfielders has to be onto him and get physical, and nine times out of ten, they were winning it. But look, um, we're going to pick a team for United later, so we'll have that debate over storage for Mino again. I want to get on to this goal that we conceded. Um, Newcastle wanted to draw out of this game, and it was quite obvious when 30 minutes into the game the goalkeeper was wasting time. It was it was madness, but this goal, um, Grizz, I'll come to you first. This goal is is appalling, to be perfectly honest with you. Two centre halves against, as you said, a really slow centre forward, and they're trying to play a guy offside. And then what what goes on from there, Matip and and, and Mignolet as well. It's 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 embarrassing now. It's actually getting it's tedious at this stage. It's mental because. I don't know, guys. Do you remember Newcastle having any other sort of chance? They had five shots on target against did R2. Did they? Against R2, <laughs> yeah. Where did they have shots? When did, when did Mignolet have any shots to make or chances it, to make? Well, in fairness... He, he, he had some easy catches, you know, like yeah. mid, uh, mid-height to his right and to his left and that. 
Yeah, you know, when they score shots, but they're five Gav, on target. You're gonna agree because you 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 know you're not a fan <clears> of Mignolet, but if you're gonna play such a high line as we did against a very slow Josselu, Matt Rich is not a fast winger. He's like a playmaker type who cuts in. And then on the other side, you've got um, Atsu, who Ian says he can mark out the game, right? No, if, no. If you're gonna, if you're I'm, gonna play... say, I'm not saying I couldn't mark him. He's fast as fuck. But I'm saying if you've got no, a decent not. young right he's back. Not. He's not fast as... He's not. He's not Ast, fast at all. Atsu. Atsu. Atsu is very fast. He's, he's average. But the point being is... <laughs> our keeper... Our keeper... Okay, glossed over. Glossed over. Our keeper should have swept that up, Gav. If we're going to play um, an offside trap, I mean, if, if we're going to play that high up the line, and secondly, you do not stop chasing back. I think, I firmly believe, if Lovren carried on running for, full pelt, like a Cahill would, or even a fucking Phil Jones would, right? If you carry on sprinting back, there's every chance he stops that off the line. You know, scoops that off the line. It was embarrassing, that goal. Yeah, I no. mean, Matip, Matip actually does quite well to catch him up and then gets the tackle in, doesn't he? He's so unlucky, he Matip, in. in the yeah. end, to be fair. He is. In the yeah, end. But he, he, he gets back and he gets the tackle in. It ricochets it was off Richie and he start with the... Yeah, but Matt, Matt, I'll tell you what, Matt. I'll, I'll come to you next, right? And, and the way I see it is there's two lads standing on the halfway line when I think it's Shelby gets that ball, right? And there's Joe Zalew, right. who's... Not not the biggest or not the quickest fella in the world, right? Why are we playing offside against him? That's number one. And the, I have a problem with that, just the way the two of them communicate and let this fella run beyond them. But if you watch Mignolet, and I know I have a problem with him, but I have to watch him, and I have to watch him week in and week out, and he's becoming more frustrating. He never closes the angle on the chap. And he's waiting for him to hit it across him. And even when that ball ricochet is off Yosa Liu, or whatever his fucking name is, it's going across him, and he doesn't react in any way. It, the, the three of them are a fucking disaster, Matt. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They're a disaster. Yeah, I'm never no, going to get away from. Two two things I disagree with you on there. Uh, so mini lay, the, the the actual finish, the shot that was just unlucky. Like him, uh, massive coming in for the slide, kicking it against him and it going in. That's just unlucky. The thing mini lay should have done. Fuck closing the angle. All right, he's coming out to it. He should have been out to that anyway. If that was Carius, he's fucking clearing that. Because he's not standing on his fucking line. He's he's flying out. He's sweeping. Like, you see how, how high them two players were? He's sweeping that ball. That, That's why that's I said, Matt, why don't you nod? Why don't you nod in agreement? <laughs> my point there. That's why exactly what I said. Yeah, but, but Matt, what I'm you trying to say to you is... You don't nod in agreement. But Matt, what I'm trying to say to you is he doesn't sweep because that's not what he does. But it's against that... He stands still watching this chap running in him. He doesn't narrow an angle. He doesn't make his mind up for him. He doesn't. He does nothing. If you watch him, he actually. No, if you watch him, he's actually Not standing hard. a little bit forward, and he uh, he runs back before he runs forward. He sh- if we're playing that high, he should be sweeping. Now the the reason that ball comes through is because the communication between them two centre backs is non-existent. Yeah. There's one guy standing in between two of them. One of your fo- like it's not as if. There's other people on the pitch to mark. You just move over a little fucking bit. Why always Matip is running backwards, facing their goal. He's not even side on, ready to turn around and run for it. He's facing their goal and he's fucking running backwards. It's actually amateurish. It's actually oh, amateurish. It, at any it's level, 
even at any Sorry, level. Lads, even... Can I just tell you? Can I just tell you when when that ball gets to Shelby, right? This is what happens. This is what should happen. One centre half takes a look at who's around them. There's one fella. You go and stand beside him, and the other chap drops ten yards, and then there's no issue. Gav, there's no balls. You don't Gav, even have to drop ten yards. No, 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 just drop, Gav, just drop no, ten Gav. yards because if it doesn't go into his feet, if it doesn't go into his feet, it's going beyond them, and you're waiting for it. If it goes into his feet and he manages to turn your centre half partner, you're there as a cover. Gav, no, you don't know that. You stand no, 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 no. You don't. You don't drop ten yards. You, you anticipate it. You wait, and you're watching your mate who's marking him. And if it does go past, you off because Lovin's not slow. He can fucking sweep up. You don't. You don't drop ten yards because that pulls the whole pitch backwards, and that's not what yeah, we want to do. You de- you de- no, all I'm saying is you don't have one man ten, be- ten all yards. I'm saying the is, yeah, you have massive marking him, and you have Lovin waiting. Waiting for a mistake, oh, well, and he oh, pounces, and he's not doing it. The whole ten yards thing is probably exaggerated. What I'm trying to say to you is, if they both are beside each other, one of them moves onto the striker, one of them drops in behind, and I'm no. saying, what I'm saying is, you're wrong. One of them marks the striker. The other one waits. The other one waits for the mistake, and it waits to cover up. You don't drop back in our in the way we play. You don't drop back. You play the striker on side then, and the man marking him. Is, is is non-existent because the striker just moves on behind them. It's pointless. You, one marks him, one waits, and you're in line. Yeah, okay. But what I'm saying to you is maybe no, against... I know what you're saying. Three. I'm not listening, you prick. <laughs> no, but uh, all I'm saying is between the two of them, they stand square and they do nothing. In, they do absolutely nothing. And it's I don't amateurish. It's amateurish. Good, but, but, the, but look, I'm, that's probably me being... Not a Mignolet fan, and I think he, sh- he should have been out to either get there first, or if he does go back, he needs to be further out to you know narrow an angle. Yeah. But, um, lads, we move on. Ian, um, we it gets to half time, it's one all. And... Hang on, can I just say that the, yeah, pass, yeah, yeah, from Shel- the pass from Shelby is fantastic, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it is, it's yeah, fantastic. It is. They're, yeah. they're not that far apart, those two centre back, they're about what 10 yards apart. Yeah. And he, he he splits them. I actually uh, right. I actually I actually agree again, right? But what I will no say, way. no. But what I will say, it's not you, people are people are complaining about the width between the space between Lovren and Matip. I think the amateurish part in that goal, from our point of view, is at any level, right? If just let's just say me and Ian are part of that fat back four, right? And if we've got a striker, just one striker, there's. Always, even at any level, I would say to Ian, or Ian would say to me, right, Ian, you mark him, I'll sweep up. Or, or Grizz, you mark him, I'll sweep up. You do not leave one striker. And that's lack of concentration, discipline, call it what you want. And it doesn't matter, Gav, if we've got the ball or we haven't got the ball. It it's should no be in- more so. Grizz, it sh- it's a lack of interest in being, having defensive, a, being goal side yeah, of a player. Official, that's that's it, yeah. It yeah, one of us always, one of us, you always say, look, you get him, I'll sweep up. Or you know, and that's basic, basic. They don't talk common. to each other. Yeah, they it's don't basic. talk to each other, and they haven't got a keeper behind them telling them. Shouting but Matt, up this, but Matt, this is what <clears throat> this is what I said before. When we're defending, we're thinking about what we're going to do when we get the ball back and start. Bang. Attacking. We don't that's think about it. it. We don't think about defending. Yeah, you we can don't. say that though. But this no, is, we no, no, Matt, so we don't, Matt. No, Matt, we don't. I'm telling you, we, I promise you, we don't. We do I not think about it. defending. It's so amateur. Is you don't have, you don't even have to think that hard about it. Like you just it, as in the distance between them, that isn't isn't bad. That's fine. Ten yards, that's fine. You just need to move, shuffle a bit left 
or a bit right. One of you have him. The problem is no one is anticipating a through ball. No one's anticipating like a ball over the top. Do you know what I mean? Like a striker does. No one is thinking what happens if and they're all just waiting there, waiting for the ball. Like they're just reactionary instead of actually thinking about yeah. what is going to happen and how to slow it, how to stop it. Ian, um, you like telling us straight, right? Um, well, I do when Grizz lets me finish a fucking sentence. Like, it hasn't happened. No, but listen, come here and tell you, right? Tell me straight. How fucking smart do you have to be to anticipate that that's going to be a true ball? John yeah, Joe it's, Shelby. It's, yeah, it, it's mental. Like, mate, I used to play centre back, and if you, if, if I didn't know that was. Like Matt just said there, and he's spot on. Just be prepared for it, whether it happens or not. It, it won't happen 99 times out of 100. But you've got to be ready for it at all times. We're terrible in transition. We lose the ball, and we—it's like, like it goes back to like mental fortitude. You know what I mean? We're very weak mentally, so we're not ready. We're not concentrating. We're not. We're not anticipating what may happen. We're only reacting to what is happening. If you know what I mean? We're reactive as opposed to proactive, as fucking nonce as that sounds. So that—that's our problem. It's a brilliant pass. And they're not very far apart, those two centre backs. But they're just they're just not they haven't got it upstairs. It's simple really. No, it is it is simple. Lads, um like like I said, we get into the second half and Newcastle they're taking the draw. If that game goes on for seventy minutes in the second half, they're taking the draw. They've no other interest in anything else rather than winning the odd free kick in their half and putting her in the box. Nearly walked her near the end as well, but um I just, just to finish out on the game itself, what did you make of the substitutions and the timing of them? Um, Ma, I'll come to you first on that. Well, I can't really remember them. <laughs> well, I can tell you that we left, I, I, I remember, we left no, it quite no, late saw, with, with the subs. He brought, Ox, he brought Chamberlain on. I wasn't happy about that, but it was about uh, 75 minutes, wasn't it? Is that when he brought him on? He brought uh, Solanke and Firmino on, yeah. Yeah. We we all we're all crying for it. I mean, it's harsh because we we were nearly creating the chances. We were creating the chances, just not good chances. So we weren't far away. So I think he's just well, it's what he always does, isn't it? He he sticks to his guns and he he sees it out. We all sixty minutes, champ man. You want to get the players on and get <laughs> get the get the others rested. I I would have put it on earlier. Like I would have put Firmino on earlier once I saw how Studge was. I would have brought Firmino on earlier. I would have taken Genie off maybe half time because he was fucking, oh, as, as usual, uh, non existent. Uh, but yeah, I kind of understand understand why he was doing it because, as I say, we were creating half chances and it, it, we weren't far off. It just, it just wasn't happening for us today. So yeah, if we got him earlier, it would have been better. Yeah, I th- I think I think um, a bit earlier would have been perfect as well, um, because of the impact the lads are making. I thought Solanke was very good when he came on. He moved around. He 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 gave options, and I think getting him on that bit earlier might have made a massive difference. Ian, um, Matt said that he wasn't happy about Oxley Chamberlain coming on. Were you happy about it, or was there something else that you would have had in mind? I think if you bring an Oxley Chamberlain on, you've got to give him longer than eight minutes. He, or don't bring him on at all, because you could even see it in his face when he was coming on. He, he looks frustrated already. He's only been here five minutes. Do you know what I mean? And every every time he comes on, he he's got like ten minutes to do something. Do you know what I mean? And he, it's not it's not 
helping him. But so bring him on at around sixty-five or seventy, or don't bring him on at all. As for Solanke, Solanke done more in his. How long was he on the pitch? About eighteen minutes, twenty minutes. Oh, 15, was it? Yeah. Uh, however long he was on the pitch, he done more than Sturridge has done for us all season. He was just more of a threat. He's a big lad, but he can move. Of course, he's raw. Of course, he's raw, and he's he's not going to score thirty-five goals a season straight away. But you've got to look. He's he's nineteen, is he? Or just turned twenty? He's only young. And then you've got Sturridge, who's twenty-eight and deteriorating. What is the point of playing the 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 lad who's deteriorating over someone who it just looks like he's screaming to be let off the leash to me? Bring him on a lot earlier and Oxley chamberlain don't bring him on at all if you're only going to give him eight minutes because it's a not in substitution now. No, it is. Um, Grizz, very quickly, um, you know, Solanke comes on, Firmino comes on, Oxley chamberlain comes on. My move would have been probably to take Wijnaldum off and put Jan on. I think he may, you know, the chances of him cracking him from, from a distance might have helped, but... Were you happy with the subs, or did again? I know you. I know you've heard. You've said it before about them acting too late on things. Did you think the same again today? Oh, it was atrocious again. Um, you know, again, it's it's we we he waited far for too that that first half performance. I personally would have seen enough. I would have Sturridge would have come off. I I expected. Yeah, Bobby, I, I agree. I, I, I expected Bobby to come on, but I put but um but I wanted. Dominic Solanke to come on and his and he, I tweeted out straight. I said he's done it. He's done more in that ten minutes than his peers have done in like that, you know, all game ninety minutes or whatever they were. I definitely would have took Joe Gomez off off the right. You know, if Trent was on the subs bench, especially with that yellow card he got as well, didn't he for that high challenge? Where I thought, oh gosh, here we go, another Mane situation here. Yeah, but he got the yellow. He got away with that. I would have brought on Trent Alexander. Uh, definitely, definitely made those around the 60th minute. He waited way too long. Yeah, it's a trend where he waits too long. But look, um, it's a one-all draw, and we always moan that off. Here we go, a fucking international break, but we need it. Um, for once in our lives, we actually need it. So badly. I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it there. I think we're all disappointed, but look, um, we'll get over it. We'll we have to fucking get over it. We've no choice. Um, Lads, I was going to get get us to pick a team for United at home, but you never know what will happen in the international break. We'll probably come back with about 14 injuries and, um, you know, Harry Wilson will be playing, you know, defensive midfielder in about three weeks' time because we've no one else left. So uh, I'll leave it at that. Lads, um, something come up earlier and I thought, yeah, I'll, um, I'm going to ask this to the lads and, and we'll see how we go and see how honest you are. Um, and it's the most embarrassing moment you've ever had. Um, it can be any time. Any anywhere you can, you can give as many details as you want, or you can edit as many any as you want. It's up to yourself, Grace. I'm gonna to come to you first. Um, give us an embarrassing moment, will you? Do you know what? I'm not very easily embarrassed, as you lot know, taking a piss yeah. at me day and night, right? So <laughs> I have, I have, I'm not very easily embarrassed. But um, as you guys, I think know that I sleepwalk, and very interesting story about my sleepwalking occurred when I was about 12 and you got to remember us Asian lads start reaching puberty when we're about five right so this was <laughs> so this was this was when I was 12 and this 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 one of I was I, you, I you treat to stay, kids at that stage did you I, 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 
I wanted. To, let me finish. I wanted to stay. I wanted to stay around my cousin's house. Okay, and um, it was a weekend. And I think I think in those Bad. days, and I think no, no, no. They, I think my cousins had like that new computer game that I was. I was like from a poor family, poor kid. I didn't have computer games. So my my little cousin. Um, was given like a, a present by his parents, a little computer game, one of those. I can't, Sonic the Hedgehog, that's the one. Sonic the yeah, Hedgehog. So, yeah. I stay, so I wanted to stay around and play it. So, so you know, my parents did warn my aunt and she knew about it. She said, well, you know, you've you got to remember he does sleepwalk. So, you know, don't be shocked if you see him walking around you know, in the middle of the night. Just he'll come back to his bed on his own. She's like, oh, okay, no problem. Don't worry about it. It's not a big issue. But anyway. I'm not going to go into the details, but cut a long story short. Is I still remember it because 12 years old, you, I, I still vaguely remember it, even though it's about, what, 30 years ago. So she kept, so, so it's like six o'clock in the morning and I've, I've come downstairs basically and I'm at the doorstep and all I can remember is waking up and my, and my aunt saying to me, where are you going, son? What are you doing? And uh, what she says is I had, a glass of milk in my hand and just a pair of socks on. Nothing <laughs> else. So I, so I actually had slept walk, taken off all my clothes, gone to the fridge, poured myself a glass of milk. And uh, apparently I, I said to her, I'm off to school, aunt. I'm running late for school. I'm, I'm running late for school. She said, why haven't you got no clothes on? I'm running late. So yet at a very young, early age, she... Um, yeah, she she got a glimpse um, of my um, of, of little Grizz of uh, my manhood, <laughs> the crown jewels. That sounds like a standard Saturday just, night for you. To be perfectly honest with you, just just, just my <laughs> yeah. socks on and a glass of a glass of milk in my hand at the doorstep, and she hasn't let me live it down. She's uh, you obviously you know how aunts and women are. Uh, she's told like sort of the whole family now. So yeah, there you go. Thank God in those days they didn't have like camera phones, picture phones. You know you can imagine. You know, yeah, the, 1960s, the, the 1960s, like, you know, they didn't have shit like that. No, I didn't so. have shit like that, luckily. Yeah, so. got away with it. But yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. I still get, you know, reminded of that. Matt, you're next. Um, I don't know. Are I you naked? Last week on a pod. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, anyway. It was when you said we put a third, third bid in for Van Dyke, you said. That um, the total force of August was his month from back in time. But come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd have to say, uh, I was round at my missus's mum and dad's because we're having a roast. Her mum does Belton roast. And then you was having a roast. For the, you was uh, having a roast around your missus and your mum and dad's. Okay. Uh, mum and dad's. Yeah. All right, go on. Yeah. Okay. Not, not a spit roast. Not oh, your okay. one, your death. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, and then not the one, not the one, not the one, <laughs> yeah, and Nan was down for Scotland anyway. So I walk up to her bedroom, and Mrs. Uh, not realising that Nan was staying in there, to go get a charger. Anyway, open the door, full on, top off, wangers out, like tits in my face. I was like, oh. fuck! <laughs> and she's got, she's got, oh no, oh no! And I'm like, yeah, screaming. It's like, like Billy Connolly with like, tits, was it? Just seeing your Nan's tits. <laughs> Honestly, mate, I was like, I was just seeing your nan's tits. She comes down, she's dead red. And to be fair to her, they, they were cracking pair of wankers as well. They were a little bit droopy, but they weren't too bad. Oh, you bastard. Yeah, oh, mate, mate, I, 
I had to uh, get my roast and get out of there pretty quick. I think she was on to me. I think she was after a bit after that. I don't know where to go. <laughs> no, I bet he looked like a pair of deep fried Mars bars. Oh, they're all right, you know. Oh, you can tell. I'm not rating Matt's board's fucking nanny's <laughs> mum's tits. tits. It's as that. Nan's tits. Oh, Nan, sorry. Yeah, I said that. Our nanny's tits. I, I, that's what I got to. Ian, um, yeah, I was talking your last about Chris. <laughs> your last up, Ian, what have you got? <laughs> uh, See, I've got many embarrassing stories, so I didn't really know which one to choose, so I'll just choose any, do you know what I mean? It doesn't really matter. Uh, I've, my first ever bird, girlfriend, whatever, we've been going out for about, about six months or something like that, and I, I'd never tried anything on with her at all, do you know what I mean? I was still playing army in the woods with my mates and all that. I was Unlike Grizz, I was a late bloomer. Yeah. Uh, and she turned around to me one day. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. And she turned around to me and went, one day, I think we should take our relationship to the next stage. So I just went, <laughs> so I just went, all right, what do you mean? And she went, tonight when you, because I was babysitting with her that night. And she went, when you come round tonight, like, you can put, you can put your hand up me top. So I was just like, okay. You scratched the like, back, didn't you? So I was like, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, mate, I, I wish I had, but. So we lie lying on the oh it was proper seedy like lying on the couch with like fucking Barry White on or something candles and everything it was, it was seriously gay honestly and uh, she she actually physically had to say so you're gonna put your hand up me top or what so I put my hand up the top and she had this like like Primark bra on that was like. <laughs> It, it, you could like carry melons in it, do you know what I mean? And I just remember putting my hand on on one of her bangers and not moving it for about 45 minutes. And it and didn't it caused, move. And it caused that emergence. And it didn't move. I didn't move at all. And the whole time I was kissing her, the whole time I was thinking, I know I should be doing something else here. You know what I mean? I should, I should, I should be doing more here. I should be doing more. But because the longer it went, the more awkward it got. So I kind of just thought, if I just leave it there and don't say nothing, she mightn't even realise, do you know what I mean? And then I ended up getting up, getting off and all that, and she fucking finished with me the next day for being, a, as Matt just said, a big virgin. Yeah, don't blame her. <laughs> don't blame her at all. Um, you deserved it. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ, lads, I didn't think it was that embarrassing, but you're there. Um, right, I have to leave it there. We're at 45 <laughs> minutes and we're going to leave. We're going to call it quits. Um that's been episode five of the Fatback Four. Look, we have an international break. We'll be back next Sunday anyway. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we make something up as we go along. We usually do. Um, Matt, Grizz, Ian, thanks a million for joining me. I've been your host, Gav. See you next week. Over and out. When you get a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt, it comes from the police. And from your mother. And your best friend. And your family. We want you to buckle up every trip, every time. Three out of four people ejected from a vehicle in a crash will die. If you won't do it for yourself, do it for us. We like having you around. Click it or ticket. A message from the Michigan Office of Highway Safety Planning. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya. Yeah. 
Quédense tranquilas, aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor.